0: It's your girl Rebecca and Lily and Ashlyn, ah, and you're listening to Just, Just Ghouly Things. things. Oh my god, I love it every time I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Ghouly Things: The Quarantine Spooky Story Special, Episode 40. And we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca, Lily, and Ashlyn. Hello. Hello. So um, we are super excited to have this particular guest on because she has been one of the OG boo things literally since, I feel like it's been since day one. And, yeah, I think um, I've the fifth episode. Oh, wow. Insane. And as you know, um, you know, yesterday was our one year anniversary of recording and it's insane that like people actually listen to our podcast and you know, or into the stories just as much as we are. So thank you for, you know, being one of the boothings to make that possible. You are so amazing. You're so supportive. You like, I mean, I, you know, you're just amazing. So we're so oh, happy we to are. have you on. Yeah, this is so fun. It is. It's so well, weird. You guys are amazing. I freaking love you guys. Oh, we love you too. Aww. It's like so weird being able to talk to like everyone that listens and like, you know, everyone has their own lives, but like we all can come together and talk about a common um, topic that we love, which is the paranormal. So, um, this particular topic that we're gonna get, uh, we're gonna be talking about later in the episode, um, is a topic that I particularly never heard of until Ashlyn brought it to our attention through email. <laughs> so, neither, never heard of it. It's a very weird one, um, and we'll have Ashton kind of, you know, take take the mic and you know tell you guys a little bit more about it later but we want to get to know Ashlyn a little more so Ashlyn what can you tell us a little about yourself um you know you don't have to give too much information away but just give us a little bio so we can get to know you a little better
1: well
2: um obviously my name's Ashlyn I am a, I'm 29 plus one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I I had a hard time accepting that number but anyways (laughs) i grew up in idaho i moved to the oregon coast probably let's see about 1920 i think was when i moved here yeah and then um i met my now fiance we have a beautiful two-year-old who actually loves you guys too by the way
1: i love her (laughs) She's so cute.
2: She has to like the Just Guilty Things theme song, and will like get excited when she hears Rebecca and Lily. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! I
1: know I love the video that you sent us a while back of her dance to the theme song. I got like goosebumps. I was like, that's us, dance us.
2: <laughs> she's a freaking adorable. I. She's just amazing. Love her. <laughs> she's literally your twin. Yes, she's... Well, actually, we get told that she's her dad's twin more than me, so that is a huge compliment. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so in Idaho, I don't... I didn't grow up in a haunted house in Idaho. My mom's house was when she moved to... It was actually by the Snake River where my story will take place. Ooh, Ooh, okay. (laughs) Unfortunately by the Snake River. And then um, the house I live in now is haunted. My fiancé, he's not a firm believer, but I have heard things. My daughter has heard things. My dog has heard things. My mom has heard things. So (laughs) pretty sure it is. (laughs) Um, I have attended a paranormal class. Um, I believe I gave you guys that
0: guy's information. Yes. Yes. I definitely
2: want to (laughs) have him on. incredible experience I think I've ever had in my entire life oh wow so it was actually in this haunted bookstore that is just like uh, like a 15 minute drive from my house I think and I had no idea this bookstore existed and I love bookstores so I was just in (laughs) shock that it was even there the cutest little thing in the whole world has even the ladder that you pull along the shelves like oh wow so cool so we're like sitting in this circle and this guy's like explaining to us you know what's gonna happen and he's saying you know we're not like you know our favorite show ghost hunters we're not like Zach Beck. <laughs> <laughs> he says we don't you know we don't taunt the spirits we kind of let them come out on their respectful towards them So, you know, it was a little different than what we're used to watching and hearing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he goes on, we're sitting in this circle, and he has us close our eyes, and we kind of, he kind of wants us to go into this meditative state, and I am like Rebecca. I already practice meditation. It's just kind of one of those relaxing things I do when baby's asleep, (laughs) (laughs) Um. So we all go into this state and he says, I want you guys to kind of remain in this state, but I want you to bring yourselves out of it when this whole process is over. And these girls tell me and my mom, when we all open our eyes, that there was a man standing behind us the entire time (gasps) and we had no idea. So we just look at each other like, uh, okay. And so... (laughs) So we're a little freaked out and my fiance is there with us. It was when my mom was visiting. I guess I could have mentioned that part too. (laughs) So he goes on and he says, well, I want you guys to kind of walk around and get your feel of the bookstore, you know, kind of see if any like spirits come out at you or anything like that. So I'm drawn to like this corner area and I could not figure out why just something was telling me go up the stairs to this corner area and it's where like all these history things are mm-hmm. okay. so I'm in this corner I'm trying to figure out like why am I here what brought what's prompting me to be in this little area and I look over and I see this book kind of like sticking out and it's called The Onion Girl so I'm okay. like oh my god <laughs> Monsey's family owns an onion farm.
1: Oh, oh wow. no and,
2: way. It is both of his grandparents have passed away. Oh, wow. Oh. So it's like a sign. So I, I just got the chills. I was like, oh, my God, are you freaking kidding me right now? So I just grabbed this book. I don't even know if I was, like, supposed to touch anything, but I just <laughs> grabbed it anyway. <laughs> and when I grab it, I, like, I'm already kind of, I'm in I like to say I'm an empath. So I'm an emotional person, I would say. And I just break down into tears. I was just like bawling my eyes out and my fiance looks at me like, "What the hell is your problem?" <laughs> <laughs> so I tell I tell everybody in the group like what happened because we all kind of grouped up back up at this point. And so this psychic, this medium says, Well, I think your daughter, and we barely even mentioned that we had a daughter, and he says, I believe your daughter has a guardian angel watching over her, and it's from your side, and points at my fiancé. Wow. It was so crazy, and then my fiance ended up it, like seeing some books fall over, and oh, it was just the
0: craziest experience I have ever had in my life. And your husband, your fiance, still not a firm believer after all of that? <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a talk
2: I think with him to debunk stuff <laughs> and say, "Well, it could have been this." Well, kind
0: of in this. Yeah. I mean, that's of course, that's like, I, I never, you know, for those that are skeptics, I totally am for, you know, some skepticism, because I think that we need to kind of differentiate certain things, because a lot of paranormal experiences, experiences that we do hear of could be logically explained, but there is that percentage that can't be explained. And that's what we try to figure out, like, what this is. So it is good oh. that he's skeptical, but I We need to have a talk with your fiancé and be like, look, all right?
2: (laughs) I'm in the room right now. (laughs) Well, then, like, I've had, like, small experiences in my house, like, video chatting with my mom, me and her. Both heard a knock, like, two knocks, very distinct knocks. My dog even barked, and nobody was at my door when I checked. Nobody was in my house. It was just me and, I think, oh, my God, what age was she at that time? like a year and a half, maybe. Okay. So she's like, not even like barely walking at this point, you know, still in my eyesight at all times, not like darting away from me like she does right now. (laughs) (laughs) And so it turns out, you know, nobody was there. And then, um, last year when my mom was visiting, I think it was the day after we had that class. We heard footsteps walking down my hallway, and we thought it was my daughter, and we both looked, and there was nothing there. She wasn't awake.
1: Oh, wow. God.
2: That's scary. And we heard the footsteps, and I have heard the footsteps down my hallway multiple times. I've heard the wind chime hanging from my daughter's ceiling go off. So... Yeah, just a little bit.
0: So, have you, so this, like, all these experiences didn't happen when your mom's been around. It's also happened when she wasn't around as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. And she's, I
2: think she's, she's a believer. Like, she, you know, she'll debunk stuff and say, well, maybe that not quite so much. But she was, she's a believer. Her and my stepdad have had experiences in their own house.
0: Okay. And you mentioned that it was your grandparents' house that was haunted at one point? Or. Okay. How Um, did that work? My mom, so her. So
2: my mom's been married three times. So this would be her second husband. Okay. That she was with. (laughs) But this house, it was super weird. It was on the Snake River, which. And yes, it was on a hill, but the Snake River, it's kind of a flooding area like it's flooded there before so why this house had a basement in the first place that's questionable (laughs) (laughs) so this basement it had like the living room area where like the tv area was etc it had the one bedroom um kind of like a half bath in a way Mm -hmm. and then it had this cellar area well the weirdest part about this cellar area is there was like you know those little rectangular tiny bathroom windows that are like a plyboard
0: size. Yeah. You're yeah. Like what's the point so, of this is this like a vent or something?
2: Exactly. So it had one of those and when you looked inside it, there was a whole other room. What? What but the only entryway to this room was through this little window. That's not shady at all. That not the weirdest thing in the whole entire freaking world.
0: (laughs) So weird. So freaking weird.
2: Yes. And so I remember that was kind of when I was, I think I was in junior high, high school when all this, these little experiences happened, but like little things would happen, like a window would close by itself or like my mom's sound system. This was back when. We still had sound systems, and we're listening to, like, music FM radio on the TV. So we're, like, turn—you had to, like, go up to it to turn it up. There was no remote for this system. And we were in the kitchen. My then-stepdad was outside in the garden, and I remember the sound system turning up by itself.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And that was really weird. That's spooky, kooky, (laughs) ooky. Yes, very. (laughs) And so is this also the same place? So I remember the first story that you ever sent to us, and we read it on the show um, a long time ago. This was probably in September. And it was, um, I believe the nickname was Dead Ed Shed.
2: What? that's the house I live in now oh
0: okay God. okay sorry we keep going back and forth but I remember that was like one of the things we talked about so like what exactly like um if you can go back to the house you're currently living in what what was that dead edge shed uh can you remind us of what that experience was Okay. Which
2: one? Oh, that was when I heard the footsteps when I was by myself. Oh my God. That was so scary. So (laughs) this was, let's see, this was before I had my daughter. Let me see if I can remember exactly how I emailed you. Not exactly, but so I was outside smoking a cigarette. I remember that because this was, like I said, before I had my daughter, bad habit. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't smoke. (laughs)
1: if you're smoking, PSA, don't <laughs> smoke, that's the PSA for the episode, <laughs> but,
2: um, so I remember I was outside, and I think I was talking to my mom or something, and I had gone back inside, and I had heard footsteps walking down my hallway, and my dog, <laughs> I had let him outside, and I had ran outside, because I had thought, like, you know, somebody or something was in my house. I got a little freaked out. <laughs> I remember running outside, super freaked out. And I literally stayed outside until my dog was willing to go back inside. Cause he ran outside with me, I believe.
0: Oh, wow. I yeah. remember dogs right. know. Animals yes. definitely know. Yeah.
2: Well, and then last year at my, I had, I'm such a sweetheart. I had a little surprise party for my fiance's birthday oh we were out in so my mud room which this room's kind of weird it was i think it was built onto this house because this house was built by the previous owner dead ed that's the nickname okay (laughs) what a nickname i believe he um built this add-on like his wife must have asked for it or something I think it was supposed to be a little like kind of one of those indoor porches Mm -hmm. so it's actually my laundry room now but we were all out there we were having the party out in that room because it opened up to the outside in a way And one of his friends, I remember he said that he saw somebody and we were like, no, you're not seeing anything. You're drunk because we're drinking. (laughs) I remember he literally ran outside because he really thought somebody was outside. Wow. Wow. And then my daughter's room used to have a latch on the door. I think this is the story that you guys might have been talking about. But it has a latch, had this latch on the door. And when we first moved into this house, I, my fiance was working a lot back then because we just moved into this area, and um, I was here alone unpacking, and, and I was kind of putting stuff in this back room, and I noticed this latch was on the outside of the door, which, you know, that's super weird. Why is there a lock on the outside of a? probably what would have been a bedroom door yeah (laughs) yeah definitely suspicious yeah that's super weird and so I remember locking it because putting the latch on the door so locking the door because my dog liked to go into this room and I didn't want him like going back there and going potty back there or something and me not knowing Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I remember walking away from this door at one point and hearing this latch come up off of the door by itself when I'm walking down the hallway. Oh, I remember
0: this. Yes. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. And so I remember hearing it like kind of swinging back and forth. Like, you know, it came up with some force. So I was like, what in the hell? (laughs) So I walked back down my hallway. Put the latch back on because it kind of takes a lot to scare me after all the little paranormal experiences I've had and all the ghost shows I've watched. (laughs) I was watching Chucky movies at like (laughs) eight, so fine. (laughs) So walk back, put the latch on, and I'm walking back down my hallway and the fucking latch lifted up and started swinging back and forth again no
0: and
1: i
2: think it even did it another time and i was like you know what screw this this thing is coming off the door it's coming off today i am done <laughs> no more
0: you're smart you did it in the first day it started happening you are not letting it go any longer Help. No, this is my house now. Get out. (laughs) That is insane. And I mean, do you still, I mean, was it, did you ever feel any heaviness or negative energy or was it just, you felt something was there or you didn't even feel anything. You just experienced stuff.
2: You know, I wouldn't say I felt negative energy here. Like, every once in a while, I feel kind of a chill. I will feel chills, and I'll kind of look around. I'll look out my window and see if, like, the wind's blowing or something, because this is an old house. It was built in, like, I think probably, like, the 50s or something is my guess. Okay. Okay. it has, like, the single-pane window so Like, nothing's really been changed in this house other than me painting the psycho-ass 60s forest green
1: paint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that needed to be done.
0: <laughs> yes, it had to be done. <laughs> and, um... And besides besides dead Ed, um, is there any other history that you were able to find on the house? Have you ever thought of doing a little more um, history on the property itself to maybe figure out you what know, this could be causing?
2: You know, I actually asked my fiancé's dad about the couple that lived here, and he said that he believes Ed had cancer. Okay. And that they're thinking that maybe when he was really sick that... You know, as horrible as this sounds, him and his wife were sleeping in separate bedrooms, probably at this point, and maybe she was locking him in that room back there, so he wouldn't leave. Wow, so that is our guess, and like <laughs> wow, these sisters are so funny, they'll say, "You know that house has always been freaky to us. We always thought it was a murder house <laughs> <laughs> that's comforting to know. <laughs> Raising my kid here, so it's that's awesome,
1: (laughs) yeah, right? That's exactly what you want to hear when you're raising your kid in the house, exactly. And like, I've heard her like playing in her room, and like, yes, she's you know
2: almost two, she'll be two next month, so yeah, she babbles a lot, she's not quite talking yet, so you know, she could be talking just to herself, maybe she's talking to Ed,
0: her guardian angel, who knows. That would be very interesting, and then as she gets older, and you know, a lot of times it's like around three, four. You know, kids start developing their imaginary friends, which we've come to find out sometimes may not be so imaginary. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to kind of see the moment your daughter starts to say her friends named Ed, you might want to do some saging or have a nice little talk with her.
2: <laughs> be like, honey, so what are we exactly like seeing here? I describe this person. You need to find <laughs> some pictures. Person yeah that oh, so and the town I live in it's kind of an older like nothing's really changed a lot about this town that I know of it's really small it's like a town of 1500 people yes I live in that small of the town currently oh, okay <laughs> wow and so like there's even houses here that were like the first houses that were built here and um my fiance said that when he was playing baseball, which kind of over this, one of the older houses overlooks the baseball field. Mm-hmm. And he says that he has seen a light go on in the attic, in the upstairs room of this house, and he has seen a figure in this house. So, yeah, how he's not a believer? What the <laughs> hell?
0: <laughs> Next time you're on, you're having your fiance come on, and we're going to have a nice long talk with him. We're going to have a spiritual yeah. intervention.
2: Yes. And like my grandma, she says that she's a medium and she can, like, I would describe her as a clairvoyant. Like she says she can see spirits. I'll send her pictures and she's like, how do you not see what I'm seeing? Open your eyes. And I'm like, I don't see it. I'm sorry.
0: You've got to learn how to open your third eye, Ashlyn.
2: Well, and speaking of third eye, going back to that um, psychic Medium that I told you guys about. Um, I have actually had a third eye experience and discussed it with him recently. Can you tell us about it? So, um, I kept, I would be putting my daughter in bed, and this would happen in my head. So, kind of like your experience, Rebecca, with that um, man that you saw with your mom, but mm-hmm. you, I can't quite exactly remember. It was like a hat man, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: And yeah. So kind of like that, I kept on like seeing a woman in my head in like old time clothing and like dark colored clothing. Her hair was up in a bun, just like sitting on my couch. And I was seeing this in my head as I was putting my daughter to bed. And I kept on going, what is going on? Why am I visualizing this? Mm-hmm. And I would go down my hallway expecting to see something there and there would be nothing there. But, you know, you kind of, I would kind of have that feeling like, okay, something, something's here, though. Mm-hmm. So I emailed this guy, and I was telling him about it because he told me, if you, like, ever need to talk to me about anything that's going on, please do. So I did so, and he said that he was seeing this woman in his head, and before I even told him what she looks like, he described her to me. Wow. Ooh. So he the no. same thing I was seeing, and he's never been inside my house. He's never seen pictures inside my house, and I sent him a picture of, like, what I was seeing from my hallway because the back of my couch faces my hall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I pointed to the area in the picture and said, I keep seeing her there, and he said, yes, but I don't think she's aware of the time that she's in. And I don't think she's aware
0: of you. Okay. So it's more of a residual type of haunting.
2: Yeah. And so I asked him, like, is there, like, is it possible for, like, me to open myself up to her and, like, see, like, why she's here? Maybe, like, see if she can let go and possibly, like, leave my house. <laughs> yeah. <if I've> <laughs> see this person before. And he said, if you're comfortable. And I just haven't felt comfortable yet.
0: I think Perfect. you'll know the right time if there is a right time. Because, I mean, if if there's a spirit there that's literally not affecting you or your child or your child or your fiancé and isn't disrupting your family cores, then I, I mean, I don't see the harm in a spirit being there, just as long as they're not, you know, turn, turning your emotions negative and giving you negative vibes yeah. and causing a wreckage in the house, you know? Yeah,
2: and that's why I feel like, yes, I do have stage, and I'm one of those people where, like, uh, you're, you guys are actually propped up on these books right now. I have a book on tarot, and, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I have a crystal. I have sage, so like I have all the things. So like do you know the proper cleansing? But I've never felt the negative energy, and they've never affected my daughter negatively. And yeah, so, so. it's not-
0: Whatever. Well, that's a good thing. And so, you know, obviously we can tell that you're very much into the paranormal. You've had these experiences at different houses. You've watched you've watched paranormal shows at a young age. You know, Chucky at eight and stuff. <laughs> what, what was it, though, that, like, really got you into the paranormal as much as it does at, you know, your age now? Like, what, what really kind of triggered you to continue this quest for finding information out about the unknown? You know, I...
2: I'm honestly not sure, because my family, like, my dad's really not into the paranormal, and Mm -hmm. I would say that he's actually the person that probably was one that raised me the most from, like, eight years old on. Okay. And... Like, my mom's into it, and, like, I remember that my grandma, my mom's mom, she got kind of really spiritual when she was getting really sick with her cancer and stuff, but it was more on my own, and then I kind of got more into it when I, I guess when I met my best friend, Cindy, who unfortunately passed away my senior year, rest in peace, Aww, but, awesome. um, she was really into the paranormal, and so was her sister. I remember her sister had a book on Wicca.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: And we would, like, try and hold our own, like, little seances in her <laughs> basement. Oh, and God. We were not doing it right in any way, shape, or form. And <laughs> I don't remember anything major coming out of those. But... Yeah, I would say she influenced it the most, though, because she was so into it. And she was always looking up stuff on ghosts. And, like, when we would play The Sims, she would build, like, a haunted house-type setting. Like, I Sims. Ah! That. You just she brought me back,
0: so Ashlyn. Person. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That is and so interesting. And she's actually
2: the person who told me about the story that I'm talking about today. She was the one that told me about this legend.
0: Oh, okay. So that's actually the perfect segue. So, Ashlyn, <laughs> what are we going to be talking about today on this episode of Just Ghoulie Things? So,
2: um, it is called, they're called the Water Babies. Creepy name. they're mostly, from what I can tell, from what I've researched... They're in California, Nevada, and Idaho. Okay. And so um, Blackfoot, where I grew up, actually borders the Fort Holly Indian Reservation, where one of these water babies occurrences take place. But the first one I want to talk about is actually the most popular one, I would say. It's Masker Rocks. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, that place in Idaho. Not a lot of people have.
1: I have not. No, I so haven't. It's crazy because I have, like, actually camped
0: at this place.
1: Really? <laughs> we've gone
2: boating in these waters. I've two, we've gone, like, tubing behind a boat in these
0: waters. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so,
2: it's, you know, a little freaky in a way. Well, <laughs> but, can you explain um, to us, like, is- what
0: the water babies are? Like, what's the legend behind them? And, like... How they kind of so, came to be? They, there's a
2: couple. There's a couple of legends behind the ones that mask rocks. The most popular one would be the Native American one. So in the 1800s, there it said that they were going through this real, really harsh famine. There was like hardly any food in the area. People were unfortunately starving, but. Women were still getting pregnant, unfortunately, and there just was not enough food to feed any more people. So mothers were forced to go down to the river and drown their babies as they were born. Wow. So horrible. And like other variations are like, they say the white people were the ones that did this, but the one that I've heard the most is that it was the Native Americans, and so, <laughs> That's crazy. they say that after the babies drowned, they changed and, like, grew fins and gills in order to survive in the water by, like, eating small fish. So, essentially, they kind of turned into mermaids mm-hmm. is part of the legend. Okay. So, people have reported seeing these water spirits, like, playing in the canals and the rivers in the Massacre Rocks area. And, like, they... <laughs> This is the scariest part. It even says that they have lured people to their death. Like, they lure people into the water, and these people
1: have drowned. Oh, wow. Mm. Like
2: Yeah, a lot like mermaids or, like, sea. turtles. Yes, so right? like, yeah, so, like, they'll hear the baby crying and, like, go down to the river and try and look for this child, and they're somehow lured into the waters.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Wow>. that's horrible. <laughs> Don't help so... any babies in the water is pretty much what you're saying
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like i've never i've never heard the crying of the babies i have friends that have and i actually have a friend's experience here that i'm gonna read he totally gave me permission i was so excited about this oh yeah and oh, yay. he actually told me tell me as soon as the episode comes out <laughs> so shout out to ej cardona thank you for sending me this shout out <laughs> So he sent me this via Facebook and he said, so it was 2009. So this was a year after I graduated and I, yeah, he's a year older than me. So two after he graduated. But I want people that are listening to this to keep in mind, this one takes place at the Fort Hall River Bottoms. This is on reservation this is not permitted to non-tribal members. You will be arrested. I promise you. Wow. (laughs) So you have to be a tribal member or you need to have a friend that's a tribal member that you can go with or yeah, they will go after you. (laughs) But he says a couple of buddies asked him if he had ever been like to see the water babies on the river bottoms of the reservation at Fort Hall. He says, I told them no and that it was all fake. So we're headed down the road and something runs in front of us, but we couldn't quite tell for sure what it was. I started to get a little freaked out and we turned the headlights out towards the sagebrush and it was just a wild horse. And it's kind of cool. There's a lot of wild horses on this reservation. But um, he says, we started heading down the road more and crossed the bridge. And that's where they said it was believed that they threw the babies into the water. I still don't believe them, but as soon as we crossed the bridge, I started to get the chills and goosebumps. I thought that was weird, but I still doubted them. There was a little roundabout thing, kind of thing, just across the bridge, and my friend Brian turned into the road, and there was kind of a parking lot for people to unload horses and stuff like that. The moon was shining off the water, and you could see, like, it was a full moon, but maybe it was a quarter moon that night. Which, that didn't really make sense to me. Anyways, we got out and stood by the truck and grabbed a beer out of the cooler, and they started telling me the story behind it all. As I was being told this story, I could hear, like, a really faint scream it sounded like to me. I freaked out for not being suspicious at all. We heard some coyotes and howling and stuff like that, but it would get super quiet, and in between, I could keep hearing those scream sounds, like a muffled scream, and it if I could ex- best explain it. Sorry, this is kind of hard to read. I was pretty well convinced by that point. I decided that I was freaked out enough and talked them into leaving. We were there literally three to five minutes. As we pull back onto the main road about to cross over the bridge, the truck just shuts off. No power Nothing. We got out of the truck, popped the hood, and the battery cable was off the battery. What? Mind you, we did not hit any bumps from where we were parked till then. We hooked up the battery cable, and now that we have power, we get in, close the door on the driver's side, and boom! Something hits the passenger door where I am sitting, (gasps) and it was a ghost face of a native american two to three month old baby oh my oh, god. god saw it oh god no <laughs> he says it was only faint so we hurry we turn the truck to the head so the headlights are facing to the side of the road and we don't see anything so we just hurry and it out we get back on the highway we stop in pocatello for gas which is the town next to fort hall and there was a big dent in the passenger door with horse hair on the door handle. Needless was <gasps> to say, I have not been back.
0: Uh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Can you imagine seeing a baby in your window? <laughs> oh my no. God. No. And like, I mean, I know this is fucked up, but I don't care. I would literally try to run that thing over. I'm sorry. <laughs> that should not be there. That is not Okay.
2: Like I'm a mom and I would still try.
0: And
1: not okay at all.
0: <laughs> and this was a friend's yeah, I know. experience. I love
1: you guys on that one?
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, I was just going. EJ, how have you not
0: told me about this, dude? What the hell? <laughs> that is traumatizing. Yeah, I I wouldn't go back either. <laughs> wow that is and, and, and where was this lo- this is in Idaho you said or where is this located yeah this is in Idaho with and Fort Hall is in um
2: it's the reservation that's in southeastern Idaho and I would say it probably borders Massacre Rocks and that, mm-hmm. and maybe part of Massacre Rocks that land might be a part of the reservation as well I could be wrong on that okay I, just don't get mad at me for that okay? <laughs> <laughs> go back there like once a year
0: <laughs> that is a crazy story that's a good yeah. story though that's a I really cool story i could not believe that i was just like what yeah like what well, i mean that's like so insane because i mean it seemed like they were already having like weird things happen and then all of a sudden the the cable for the battery comes out which no explanation behind that Yeah, and yeah. then
2: oh it- I'm sorry. If anybody has looked under the hood of the car,
1: your battery cable is not just going to like pop off your battery. Yeah. No. There's like no reason <laughs> oh, for <perfect>. that. <laughs> oh god. Um.
2: I also have one about Pyramid Lake in Nevada Ooh, too. Yes. If we have time for that. Of one. course we Ooh, do. Yes. So wait. So I actually have never heard the only water babies I ever heard about until I. Like, actually did my research Or the ones in idaho so the ones in nevada at pyramid lake are new to me oh okay so um it says some believe that the stories that involve pyramid lake in the great state of nevada are just silly fables told to children to keep them away from the water still the lure of this scenic place is strong and it gets its name from the unusual pyramid-like shaped rock that pyramid like shaped rocks that jet out from cool and tempting waters. And if you guys look at pictures of this, like, oh, my gosh, it looks so pretty. I really want to go to this place now just because it looks so gorgeous. pretty.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I just
0: literally pulled up a picture, and it, literally, it looks like a pyramid.
1: Yeah. Here, let me look it up.
0: But it says that the water
1: goes to, like,
0: up to 350 feet. Oh, wow. Ooh, so wow. it's deep.
2: Isn't it gorgeous? Oh, my gosh. I
0: love how the sun just hits the water, and the water looks so calm. Looks mm-hmm. like nothing could go wrong in these waters, but clearly yeah. you're about to tell us something <laughs> fucked up. You know,
2: maybe just, I don't know, a water baby. Just a water baby, you know. <laughs>
1: just a casual um, water baby.
2: <laughs> um, It says that... Countless number of fishermen that set out on these waters have never returned home after hearing the cries of the lost water babies. Ooh. Ooh. And then, so two legends in particular are most commonly told by the locals, one of which is referred to as the common legend of the water babies. And it begins with the American Indian, I have my butcher this Paiute pi- tribe yeah i think it's called the Paiute tribe <laughs> <laughs> said to have thrown their malformed and premature babies into the dark and murky waters to drown them in order to keep the tribe strong Aww, oh that's no. fucked up A little different from the idaho one yeah. which i thought was really sad because I used to work with people that have disabilities, so that really just tore at my heartstrings. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame yeah, you. Yeah, right? <laughs> so the story goes that when you go to these waters at night, you can hear the shrieks and the cries late into the night of the ghosts of the drowned babies. Mm. Another rendition of this haunting from another, I'm not saying that word again, tribesmen <laughs> And it involves a tribesman and a a mermaid from Pyramid Lake. So there's not only water babies in this lake, there's also mermaids. So I think that's more of a reason to go so we can see a mermaid. Right. (laughs) But it says that, you know, these two fell madly in love and the union was rejected from the tribe. Of course, I mean, they're throwing their malformed and premature babies into water. So I can't imagine them liking that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it says, not only did the mermaid actually leave, uh, apparently, you know, obviously heartbroken. And it says that she remained in the lake, just growing in fury. And she ended up cursing the waters and seeking vengeance on any man that attempts to enter her lake. And this, of course, would explain all the missing fishermen. That makes sense. Water babies taking the fishermen. It's this angry... Heartbroken Mermaid. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting story, and that's the
0: Nevada water baby and
2: mermaid.
0: Oh, that is... Oh, God. Now I want to go there, but I don't want to get in the water. I just want to like, go and see if I see anything going on yeah, the no, over there.
1: Yeah, we do. We
2: do. Oh, my goodness. I would love to see a mermaid. Like, if those are actually real, I am all for seeing
0: one. I do find it so funny, though, how people talk about oh mermaids like you think of a little mermaid from ariel but when you really look at the original context of like the legend behind mermaids they're 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 scary scary. they will fuck shit up
2: i was do i remember like in high school or something i was doing like research on mermaids and when i saw like my first picture of what an actual mer- not an actual mermaid because we don't know if they're real but the original mermaid was I remember just being in shock and being like aren't they supposed to be pretty
0: and like <laughs> yeah you know, it's long flowing hair and... well it's interesting when you like look at like different fables and things like that I mean the mermaids aren't the only thing I mean a lot of our you know Disney princesses and Disney stories that you know are so glorified and are so beautiful even though there are some dark messages behind it if you read the original stories behind them they are really fucked in they the head dark. they are my, so dark my like the
1: mother actually got the book um
2: the grim the grimm's brother oh yes yes yeah. yeah he got me the whole book of like all of their fairy tales and i was like I can't wait to read these things. <laughs> oh my God. And Joe was like, my fiance, Joe was like, no, you are not reading
1: those to her yet. <laughs> yeah, no, they're dark. Super they're dark.
2: Super dark. I've read a couple of them because I'm kind of reading like two different books right now. So I've only read a couple of them, but yeah, it was kind of shocking. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. That, yeah. So, speaking of, you know, cryptids, mermaids, weird phenomenon, water babies, all that going on, Lily and I decided to pull up a few encounter stories that we found online in regards to cryptids, mermaids, and water babies. So, um, Lily, do you want to start with your first story? Sure.
1: This one is called A Creature at Camp. All right. this story took place at a church camp, which is sort of like a Christian summer camp, when I was eight years old. It started at night when I was trying to sleep. It was hot and I felt like something heavy was sitting on my chest. Not like a weight, but like a hand. I could feel each individual finger pressing down, almost like it was trying to pierce my chest with its fingertips. When I opened my eyes, I was so scared I almost burst into tears right then and there. But I felt like if I did, something even worse would happen. Not just to me, but to the other kids in the room with me as well. Instead, I just laid there in my bunk, trying not to keep it from knowing I was awake. After a few hours, it stopped and left. What I saw when I opened my eyes was a tall, skinny figure with long arms. It had black eyes with red pupils that almost glowed in the dark, large hands with slender fingers, and a mouth so wide that if it opened its mouth, it looked like a hole. When I woke up in the morning, I felt a burning sensation on my chest. When I looked, I saw red marks where the thing had touched me. Things were pretty much normal until the middle of the day when everyone would go to the main building where we would all attend church and pray. While we were in the middle of a prayer, I opened my eyes to look up at the front of the room and I saw the figure standing in (laughs) front of me. When I saw it, it put one hand over my mouth and pushed the other hand into my chest. It didn't tear a hole in my chest. Instead, it just went inside like it wasn't there. But I could still feel it inside my chest, its hand wrapped around my heart. Not a squeezing feeling, but a burning feeling, almost like a red-hot fire poker touching bare skin. I was crying the whole entire time, trying to pull its hand out of my chest, but I wasn't strong enough, and it only stopped after the prayer was over. It just disappeared and was gone but I could still feel the burning sensation in my chest And after we were done in the church. And the day continued like normal, like the thing was done doing what it needed to do. After this incident, I never went back to church camp again, and I also stopped going to church because I never wanted to see that thing ever again. <laughs> and to this day, I am happy to say that I have not seen it since. Wow. Oh,
2: wow.
0: I would never go back either. <laughs> yeah, right? And Ashlyn, what do you you think this possibly could have been? Do you think it was demonic? Do you think it was just some humanoid creature that was living on the property? What do you think it was? That
2: instantly made me think demon, demon, demon. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I would have to agree with you, too. Burn the church. Seriously, there needs to be a lot of sage. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. So, all right, Rebecca, what do you have? My next story, I was actually able to find. So, I was I figured that I wasn't going to be able to find any water baby encounters cuz I feel like those that encounter the water babies never live to tell the story. Yeah. But I happened to find one that seems to be an experience of uh, the water babies and it is based oh in the at the Pyramid Lake in Nevada. So, this oh is gosh. titled Water Babies. And this was this was written 3 years ago. So, I don't know where this person's at now, but we'll see. Um, okay. <laughs> My friends and I used to go to this place to camp in the high deserts of northern Nevada called Pyramid Lake. It's Indian reservation land where you have to buy a permit to camp there, but really it's just a place we like to get away from our lives of working, school, and drinking by doing more drinking and partying. There is, however... (laughs) There is, however, though, a strange aura to the place, something that makes you feel cold and wake up halfway through the night in a broken half-consciousness, listening to the wind with strange dreams. It isn't a personal thing, either, as I've talked about it with strangers that say it's the most haunted place they've ever been to. In the summer of 2009, we went out to celebrate my friend's 21st birthday. As we drove along the pyramid highway, the desert expanse, with all its sage uh, sagebrush, subtle color, and rolling mountains, was a beautiful, as always— I can't say how they were feeling, but I was absorbing the rays of youth and new experiences to look back on forever. When we got there, we set up our camp. The division of labor wasn't fantastic, but that's to be that's to be expected. Then we all <laughs> congratulated ourselves by grabbing a beer and started partying. We made a fire <laughs> as the, as the sun was starting to set, watching the bluish purple mountains across the lake changing colors. We continued to drink, bringing out more provisions. After a while, we noticed Martin was drunk out of his mind on Jack Daniels. He'd always partied like Jim Morrison, and this wasn't unusual. He could turn hostile with other people in the state. We'd seen it, but not with us. Someone brought Caleb a gram of Coke for his birthday. We (laughs) We passed a case with lines around it, and when we got around to Martin, he blew it in Caleb's face and smacked the CD case out of his hand. Things stopped being as fun then. The atmosphere changed. (laughs) We continued to drink, but ominous feelings swam around us like schools of fish. Eventually, we all got sleepy and went to bed. Needless to say, I didn't sleep well. I've always had dreams about water, deep water especially. When you look down, you can't see past a certain depth due to either the murkiness of water or the lack of visible light penetrating a certain depth. The imagination takes hold, and you wonder what could be lurking under those depths, right? You can imagine what the imagination could conceive of in dreams. Once as a child, I dreamt of falling into a giant squid tank at a museum of plastic animals we went to on a field trip as kids. I was immediately swathed in its te- in tentacles and drowned to death, feeling my consciousness go black. I had dreams of water once again. As I woke up, everyone was sleeping, but the wind picked up howling and the desert wasn't holding the heat anymore. The next day seemed better. We cooked some breakfast and made our coffee, although we were all a little hungover. We put our feet in the water and shared some laughs. We regained our health to some extent as the day went on. Jacqueline had brought magic mushrooms, and we all decided we would take some before the evening settled. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) <laughs> what yes. did you go wrong? We made a fire again, and an interesting story was brought up around it, one I'd never heard. There's an urban legend surrounding this lake that the Native American Paiute tribe used to drown babies in this lake where they were deformed or there wasn't enough food to go around for a particular season. They say fishermen and people swimming are pulled under the water and drowned by the spirits of drowned children. This instantly made me feel as if the insides of my body were made of ice, but I was always all the attracted and fascinated thinking about things that made me afraid. Same. I started to feel more like maybe the desert itself was an entity, and the wind and the water were all connected to it, and this entity could command any of those elements. I was seeing traces of light, and everything took on a strange tone. Some of my friends were around the fire. My friend John and I started walking along the beach in the light of sunset. I was just sifting through the sand with my shoe. I decided to look in the water, and I saw something strange. "'A phantasm of decaying flesh and light. "'I could see its tiny, photal skull "'and just one eye socket with the rest buried in the sand. "'It's like a grew, clayish skin, "'and I saw its cold, dead eye materialize and meet mine. "'I thought I was hearing laughter of John at me "'as I was startled and recoiled oddly, "'but he had gone back with the others. "'The atmosphere seemed to fill vaguely "'with a woman voice singing, "'and I had a hallucination of a woman wading waist-high in the water, "'drowning her baby in the lake.'" that is my story oh wow so you know originally i was thinking like the cocaine and that was the night before and like obviously that they under the influence of some (laughs) sort of drug but this experience happened when it seemed like this person was high on shrooms so there are different like theories of like people that have shrooms (laughs) and they say that it opens up the third eye more and that you start to see a perspective of the world that our minds hold back from ourselves. So could this possibly be that he was able to experience this, you know, this water baby because he was under the influence of something and he was able to, you know, he was able to connect with another kind of like part of the world that we normally don't see. What do you guys think?
1: I think it's possible. I mean, it's, it's hard to say that without sounding like I'm condoning doing drugs. Exactly. If I'm not,
0: <laughs>
1: but that, um, but definitely, I mean, it could have been, it could have been a trip. It could have been real. It's hard to tell, you know, I mean, I can imagine. I can't speak from personal experience. Same. This is a tricky one. Um, <laughs> and I can imagine. It's hard to tell, you know, reality from your imagination when you're under the influence of something like mushrooms because they are such a strong hallucinogen and psychedelic, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's, that's the
2: Like, cause yeah, that's kind of, I agree. I think it could go, I think it could go both ways. It could be just like the guy's hallucinating, but also it could be like, you know, what Rebecca said, it could have opened up that third eye and cause I think they're actually doing a study on mushrooms right now and how it can, um, I don't want to say cure depression, but it can help with depression. Oh, where they do like microdosing? Yeah, like they're really trying to legalize them in Oregon right now. Oh, wow. Which is kind of I I won't get into that, but <laughs> But yeah, I agree. I think
0: it could have opened up that third eye for him. But that's the beautiful thing about paranormal and being able to talk to the paranormal community is that we can come up with so many theories and they could seem fucking out of this world, crazy, like, unrealistic. But, I mean, like, that's the paranormal. It's not normal. So any theory could go. And it's a good thing to kind of bounce ideas off one another. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. And exactly. And that's what's cool about the paranormal is, like, when you really, like, look into an experience you've had and... Like this guy, he probably really looked into this experience, couldn't, you know, find a reason for it, and just said, okay, this isn't normal, so it's paranormal. Exactly. Yes, exactly. exactly.
0: Exactly. Hello. <laughs> okay, Lily, so what's your last encounter story for today?
1: This one is called Skinwalker Urgent.
0: Urgent. Oh, I love walkers. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it says, this goes back several days and mo- or months. Several days last months. There we go. Uh, I saw what I thought was a dog or wolf's feet running down the road. I couldn't see if it was a dog or wolf because of the blinds. One to three days later, at, at certain times during the day and night, it would sound like something would jump up and crawl over the ventilation unit next to my house. So I looked outside and nothing was there. So I got suspicious, especially because there was no one near the unit and it would have taken them a long time to get away because I looked um, at it immediately through my bedroom window that is one to two feet away from it and to the left. only looked outside at daytime because I'm a pussy. (laughs) 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 And at night, the noises would come from multiple sides of the house. I thought it was raccoons. One to three days later, friends that I invited over were complaining about smells like rotten fish slash flesh. Okay. 1 Normal. to 5 days after that Ugh. the smell went away on its own and at that night i accidentally stayed up until 2:30 a.m. and i had this feeling to get out of my room and make myself hidden so i decided to do it because i was bored i got out of my room and hid behind the wall connecting the kitchen connecting the kitchen to my room then there was a huge bang against the wall next to my window in my room the place my feeling told me to avoid then I froze in fear in my kitchen as, as I heard the sounds of loud bangs, the sounds of running, and the sounds of trash cans falling all over my house, including the roof. I managed to make myself move to get my computer and frantically research about what the fuck was going on. And I found out, according to this source, that they are most frequently seen as coyotes, wolves, foxes, eagles, owls, or crows. My grandmother also saw a coyote slash wolf while she was coming to visit me. I also heard that they smell like things rotting because of their flesh and that they try to break into the house or harass you by doing most of the noises I listed. These creatures were trying to lure me outside the whole time I was researching by mimicking a woman's voice. Today, the smell is back, and I don't know how to ward them off. The end. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, this is pretty urgent, I'd say.
2: Uh, yeah, just a little bit, especially if your house is smelling
0: like rotting fish. Yeah. <laughs> I would be pissed. I, same. I'd be like, um, excuse me, do you not know, know how much Lysol wipes I've been putting all around the house and <laughs> wiping everything <laughs> down <laughs> since <laughs> everything? Everything should be spotless. Right? <laughs> all right, Skinwalker, six feet, all right? Know the social distance, okay? <laughs> this guy's problem (laughs) but that does bring up an interesting point though of you know skinwalkers is there something depending on like what religion practice or even just you know under spirituality is there a proper way to get rid of a a skinwalker because i i don't know of any i know it's more of a native american thing so i wonder if they have any rituals that they've passed on to help with any skinwalker situations
1: I hope, that's so I, hope th- I hope there's a way to get rid of it without being like rude because I wouldn't want to piss this thing off.
0: Right? Well, it's interesting. So yeah. in that book, The Haunting of Dylan Claypool, the one that was written by James Allen Ross, um this isn't mm-hmm. like a huge part of I mean it's kind of like a decent part of it. But um one of the characters, Mitch, he um he's a part of a Native American tribe or his family is a part of a Native American tribe and as a tradition, his father had put a uh, a wolf tattoo on his arm. And in tradition they say that that's supposed to ward off any skinwalkers from attacking you or any evil spirits being able to possess your body. So um maybe that I mean obviously you don't want to get a tattoo if you don't have to, but that is a <laughs> that is a possibility for those that are experiencing skinwalkers in their life. But um yeah, James is onto something there. Yeah. You never know. Okay. So my next story. So we talked about uh We talked about there not only being water babies in Nevada, but also mermaids. So I have an experience titled, I think I might have seen a mermaid. So, yes. I've always loved going to the beach, but I've never been a big fan of going swimming. I'm a decent swimmer, but I'm a little scared of water. I grew up on Lake Michigan, and back when I was in school, we'd spend pretty much every night out on the beach or in the dunes. I was always the designated clothing washer because, unlike everyone else, I was too chicken to jump off the pier. "'My preference was for staying out probably stemmed for a few close calls from when I was really little, but it wasn't helped by the fact that there were scary-sounding rip- riptides and a couple dozen people who ended up drowning each year from it. "'Fast oh, wow. forward several years, and I still love going to the beach. "'I'll take off my shoes and enjoy the cool water up to my ankles or knees. "'Lake Michigan is the best because it's cold, but you get used to it quick, and it's usually very clean.' I'll spend hours just walking along the shore, collecting rocks and beach glass in my little bucket, and enjoying the peace and quiet. I keep away from the busy beaches and prefer to walk along the empty stretches next door. So a few weeks ago, I'm going on one of these little strolls. I found a few pretty rocks, and I'm starting to decide to turn around and head back when I hear someone screaming, ''Help!'' Naturally, I take off running in that direction, and eventually I can make out a woman about 50 yards out. ''Help! Help!'' she's screaming. She's waving her arms in the air. Every now and then, she'll bob below the water and then pop back up and cry again for help. Like any decent person would do, i rip off my yeah. sandals and start running into the water in her direction. But only a few steps in, I stopped. I remembered that you aren't supposed to go in the water to save a drowning person. It's dangerous because they grab and cling and end up pushing you under and ends up making the situation worse. I felt like the biggest jerk in the world, but I couldn't go in there and help her, and I was secretly a little relieved. I'm going to call for help, I shouted back. I took out my phone and I called 911 as I walked back to the sand. I told them there was a woman in the water calling for help, and I told them where I was and where the nearest access road was. The lady just, calling, just kept calling for help and bobbing under the water, and I can't tell you again just how awful I felt standing there and not doing anything but watching her. It probably took no. them about 20 minutes to make it there. Near the end, I actually kind of sort of started to get a little bored. This woman was out there screaming for help, but that didn't really change. She never slipped under the water for too long and wasn't moving from her current position like she would have if she were stuck in a riptide. She just kept repeating, help, in the same way. A first loud, short, help, and then a longer, slower, help me. And then she'd bob under the water for a second and the whole thing would repeat, her arms even seemed to be waving in the same way each time. Have you ever seen a video clip online for a minute and you go to check out how much longer is left only to notice you've been watching a 10-second loop? It was just Yay! like that. <laughs> those Story of my life. <laughs> Finally, about five volunteer firemen come running down the beach. I called to them, but it wasn't necessary because they heard the woman's cries for help. By the time they made it, in up to their hips the woman had gone under one last time and never came back up they swam out and to look for her but couldn't find her i was told that i have i was free to leave and i went home feeling like the worst person in the world Some woman had been begging me for help for almost half an hour and i just stood there like an idiot and let her drown i heard on the news the next day that one of the firemen had actually gone missing and was presumed drowned during the search there was a real two-for-one punch in the gut right there I beat myself up for several weeks after that. I didn't go back to my usual weekend walk until just last weekend. That's when things started getting weird. I couldn't bring myself to go back to the same beach, but I still wanted to get back out there, so I went on a different one a few miles down the road. It was about an hour in when I heard that same cry. Help! I couldn't believe it was happening again. I took off running towards the sound and fumbled my phone out of my pocket in preparation. Maybe if I called sooner, they'd get there sooner and it would turn out different. I saw her. She was still a good 50 yards out, but it was her. It was the same damn woman. She was shouting the same two cries for help. She was bobbing under the water and waving her arms the same way, and I was stunned. And then so was she. She just stopped mid-scream and stared at me, and I stared at her. It felt like it went on forever, but it was probably only 10 seconds. Come on, big guy, she broke in the silence by calling it. There was no distress in her voice. She was practically cooing with flirtation. She wasn't waving her arms in a panic. She was slowly and sensually waving them as if she was beckoning me. I'm getting lonely. Let's take a dip. She was pretty far out, and I'm pretty sure she slipped off her bikini top and made a show of dropping it into the water next to her. That was weird, right? I was blown away. Having seen this lady drown a few weeks before and then seeing her again, and then her abrupt change in tone really threw me for a loop. I just stood there for a few seconds trying to process what was going on come on big guy I'm getting lonely let's take a dip she said once again and she took off her top once again question mark question mark now look I'm not an idiot and I'm not a big fan of water if my hot cla- classmates in high school couldn't get me in the water as a horny teenager some random chick wasn't going to get me in the water as a fat middle-aged married <laughs> guy this, was to say. this lady wasn't in trouble my lingering guilt was gone and I sure as heck wasn't going to get myself into trouble by chasing after topless women it was time to go home <laughs> I turned around, was a little surprised that I had apparently already walked out into the water up to my knees, and trudged back to the sand. Come on, big guy. It's getting lonely in here. Let's take a dip. I gave the woman a friendly wave and started to walk back. Since that evening, I haven't been able to get that woman out of my head. It's not every day that someone flirts with you so blatantly, you know? It's also not every day that you see someone you thought was dead. If I couldn't stop thinking about her after having thought I failed to save her, that was nothing after having thought I passed up on getting to take a dip with her. I bounce back and forth between (laughs) fantasizing about what it would have been like and feeling kind of guilty about those fantasies. Maybe I'm missing out on something amazing? I've made up my my mind. I'm going to leave it to fate. Tomorrow is Saturday, and I'm going to go for another walk in the same spot. If she's there, I'm going to swim out there and talk to her. So, um, this was a year ago, and we haven't heard any updates from him. So, if he did take, <laughs> so if he did take a dip in there, he was probably taken by a mermaid, which is Boo Boo the fool on him.
1: This does sound like a mermaid. I have to say, luring luring men to their deaths.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel bad for the guy. Like what That's the cool. hell? And it's crazy because I mean he's already feeling guilty about making someone drown, and then a fucking um a person that was trying to save this woman drowned in during this process of trying to save her. So he has two people's conscious, like uh, two people on his mind, and then goes back and then sees this woman again trying to flirt with him, and now he's like, "All right, do I risk it all for this topless woman in the water? Like, what do I do?" <laughs> But I, I do I, think well, there's a mermaid. Well,
2: need a little talk here for like a <laughs> second. Put the talk on eyes here. <laughs> yeah, eyes on me, up here,
0: lady. But that just sounds like a typical mermaid move, from what you it hear really from goes. the fucked up mermaid stories of old legends. I don't know. Yeah, um, mermaids aren't the
2: nicest of creatures, from what I've heard.
0: Yeah. So. uh that's our conclusion of uh, this story. It was a mermaid, for sure. So, um, yeah. Um, Ashlyn, do you have any other experiences you'd like to wrap up with before we finish the episode?
1: Ooh, I can
2: tell you my mom and my stepdad's one that they had recently. Oh, my God, tell Ooh, us. yes. Well, I think it was kind of recently, within the past year. So, this house that my mom and her... Um, husband live in so my current stepdad he's so awesome he designed this house that he lives in I think he helped build it he raised three kids on his own like this man is awesome so him and my mom there's their house it's it's an open layout house like you walk in and the kitchen living room and dining room are all one big room and then Mm -hmm. they have those super super tall ceilings and then on Like, either side of the house, one side is the master bedroom, and the other side is, like, two other bedrooms and a bathroom. So, you know, pretty open layout. Like, there's not a whole lot of places to hide in this house. Yeah. So, I guess they were sitting there watching a movie, and if they weren't watching, like, a scary movie or anything, I think they were watching, like, some comedy show. But they both heard this low growl out of nowhere and then my stepdad has told me that like a couple weeks after this he was hearing footsteps go across their floor because they have hardwood floor in the kitchen and dining room part Uh, and he mm -hmm. was hearing footsteps go back and forth on this floor and what he thought was a conversation but nobody was there.
0: Oh, Lord. Yikes. I don't like that.
2: I don't yeah, like I don't that. that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've had so many experiences. It's crazy. Um, well,
0: Ashlyn, I think I could speak for Lily and I when I say we would love to have you back on the show at some point. Uh, I know, like, right now is pretty crazy and things like that, everything going on. But we'd love to schedule a time to have you come back on, tell us some more paranormal stories and talk about a different subject. Oh, that would be so awesome! I am so down for that. Good, Yay. I'm so glad. Um, <laughs> Lily, do you have any concluding things you'd like to add before we wrap up this episode?
1: We have a birthday shout out. Yes, one we our do. Longtime boo thangs on Instagram, lovely V85. Happy birthday! Yes, today. happy birthday, birthday, Veronica!
0: Happy birthday! It's your birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's all I'm going to do. But yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> Lovely V85. Hope you're enjoying your day. Hope you're safe. Hope you're healthy. Hope you're happy. Um, she's, she's actually, she's from Bermuda, which is pretty cool. I love yeah. Bermuda. So every time I see her username pop up, I'm like, damn, I want to go to Bermuda again. Yeah right. Exactly. Not for well, I mean not right now. But once everything clears up again, I would love to take a flight to Bermuda and chill yes, on Yes, let's beaches. do it.
1: Squad trip to Bermuda. Yes,
0: I'm down. So a <laughs> bootang trip. <laughs> yes, bootang trip. <yeah>.
1: Everyone's coming.
0: <laughs> okay, so Ashlyn, um, would you like? Is there anything you'd like to promote? Shout out before we get onto our social media shoutouts. How can people find you?
2: Um, well, I am on Instagram at It's Ashland Dolls. Now, my Instagram page is private, but if you don't seem like a creeper, I'll probably add you to it. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have a beautiful daughter, kind of got to protect her, Of course. <laughs> um, I also just recently got a TikTok. You can find me on there. Sure. I'm also on Facebook at Ashland Hill if you want to add me on there and yeah are you still doing oh, the right cooking enough. are you still doing the cooking
0: page and stuff on instagram <laughs>
2: yes, no Not enough time Since we've been in the quarantine thing i haven't really been able to like do any fun recipes unfortunately so that's kind of on a hiatus
1: <laughs> well when it's back up let us know and we'll promote you Definitely.
2: Sounds good. I will, but it is still there. So if anybody does want to follow that, it's called I. It's called Love of Cooks, and um, I think I I have like ten or so recipes on there
0: right now. Oh, okay. We will have to check those out. Some quarantine meals. Yes. <laughs> All right, Lily. Yeah, I actually used to hate and just
2: recently got into since I had my daughter I became the stay-at-home mom so I was like well I might as well learn how to cook and do something with myself <laughs> cooking exactly. is so therapeutic
0: I personally love baking so like any baked good recipes that you have that you can throw my way I'm down to try it Ooh, I have some good ones I can throw your way because I loved baking but I didn't like
2: as weird as that sounds I loved baking but I didn't like cooking
0: that's, no, that's fair I, I, I don't mind cooking if I have to, but I definitely would rather bake personally. Exactly. Like, it's just more, it's more therapeutic, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you again, Ashlyn, so much for being on the show. You are amazing. We love you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Of I can't Of course. Wait to and out. stay on, stay on with us. We're going to do our social media and then we'll, we'll end this episode and then we'll talk to you a little more after the episode. So, um, Lily, let's go through the yes. social media, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Follow us on Instagram at
1: Just Cooler Things Podcast.
0: Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and
1: at Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast.
0: Facebook like page. Just Cooler Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Cooler Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Goolly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience they'd like to share in our show, feel free to email us at just Things podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, Boo Thangs, and we will talk to Boo, tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.